episode, it's episode three hundred of Side Talks. Oh my God. Uh, Rachel, it sounds like your voice is a little muffled by, <laughs> say, a, a latex mask. That's What's right. Going on? You got a problem with it. Uh, because this is an audio medium, we have decided to dress today uh, so you as iconic movie uh, serial Theater killers. of the Mind. They call it Theater of the Mind, Corey. Rachel has a Freddy Krueger mask on and a glove with knife fingers and a bottle of rosé. Uh, because what Freddy Krueger costume is complete without a bottle of rosé? I got a champagne and I forgot it <laughs> at my finances house. And so we're stuck with rosé. So y'all got to buck up. That's Do you the, need cups? I've got the cups. I got okay, us covered cool. on the cups. I just didn't, I didn't have the champs. But I think it's going to make a nice noise anyway. Plus, I think 300 is the um, anniversary of rosé. Sure, if you say so. I am Freddy. You were Jason. Freddy I'm versus Jason. Jason doesn't talk, mask. so shut up. Oh, my God. Only Freddy speaks. Well, I'll say one last thing, and we'll commence with the drinking. And yeah, that, of course, is what's up, ding-dongs. No. This is the Side Talks podcast, where we talk about cinema. That's Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. Or Freddy should I Kruger. say Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. And we're going to enjoy a nice little uh, coffee cup with some rosé so, in it. Some... Some very cinematic coffee cups with some rosé. And listen, I'm going to see if this makes a noise. Remember, this has backfired every single time I've tried to do this. I mean... So, here we go. Let me see if this is even... Oh, yeah. My thing, my like, my little bottle opener isn't working. Okay, hold on. Sam, Brad, would y'all like some rosé? Fuck it. 300, man. Okay, let's see, what, let's see if this makes a noise. You ready? As Brad's walking in here. Hey, that was pretty, that that was pretty satisfying. Fully work. Fully work. We did it. Sam, pour it. I could hear that in the hallway. Pour that. You're not to speak. I so would rather be Freddy than Jason. Like more? Less? Oh. More. That's that's the sound of, of claws that are about to come at your face, bitch. All right, all right. Relax with the claws. Okay. Cheers to Thank you. Cheers to 300, everyone. 300, y'all. 300. Ding. Great Ching. Zack Snyder movie. 300. All right. We did it, everybody. I know. Actually, I meant to order us those. What? Like togas? Headphones are off. <laughs> I meant to order us like those little war helmets. Oh, shit. That would have been good. But, you know, yeah. we don't do shit right. So I figure that when we get to 400, <laughs> we'll do 300 costumes. That's the sound of me sipping some mediocre rosé. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Five-minute fizzite. You so ready? I am ready for episode 300. Mm -hmm. We're taking on one of the big dogs of 90s independent <laughs> yeah. cinema, specifically Quentin Tarantino's 1992 debut, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Brad, why don't you go ahead and start that timer if you haven't already, because Rachel's going to say some bullshit, and we need a time limit yeah. on it. I mean, you know me. I like on our live episodes and on our milestone episodes to try to take down beloved classics. And this is one that I actually liked for a long time. As a film school student, I thought Reservoir Dogs was just fine. I thought it was really enjoyable and fun and funny. But here we go. So no, many no, no, years no, no, later. No. Don't, don't. 
turn away from your first impression. Your first impression was right. Well, my first impression would have been in the 90s, first of all. And this is what Tarantino's really guilty of, is making films that are of the moment that feel a little innovative or interesting at the time because he's stealing from shit that people haven't watched in 50 years. And then they really fall from favor for me. They just, they kind of get a little age on them. And, you know, I went back and watched the beginning, the opening. Both of us are, both of us are, are not in good positions right now because neither one of us have seen the whole film recently. Okay? Yeah, the Reservoir Dogs is about to come out on 4K, Blu-ray, and, and, and I'm going to buy on, it. On, I don't think that's going to do it any favors because you don't need to see this any clearer. It's not a great film. The opening sequence is what I had revisited, and it's, it's actually miserable. The panning around the table, why in the hell? was I thinking that that was a good thing ever it's really stupid and here we have Tarantino once again it's also kind of offensive like just the, the dialogue is just you know this whole Madonna like a virgin shit fuck off and then he's just explicating the song whatever lyrics. and then they're not if they were if, I'm gonna quote my mom shit she would say to me when I was in high school junior high school really eighth ninth grade right she would go, if you were half as cool as you thought you were, you'd be doing okay. And that is what I'm going to tell Tarantino. If anybody in this film were half as cool as they thought they were and they're walking in their stupid little suits, then they'd be doing all right. But it's not cool. It's just annoying. And Tarantino inserting himself into the film once again does not do the film a service. And that alone is get the fuck out of here. On the contrary, I think he's doing okay because he made a classic movie 30 (laughs) years ago that people still really like and enjoy. Um, Granted, you know, I haven't seen this in a long time, but only because I saw it, oh, 900 times in high school and college. And look, there's, there's something to be said about that. It's not like, I know I watch Reservoir Dogs a lot, but like, I'd like to think I'm not... Uh, you know, limited in that sense, because uh, I watched a lot of other stuff too, and still watch a lot of other stuff. But Tarantino has the reputation he has for a reason. This remains a really entertaining movie if it's picked up some age on it. If it's very like located in the '90s, I mean, so it's you know located firmly in the '90s. We can appreciate it from that historical perspective now. Instead, can of can it just, stay like, in the age. '90s and not in the canon? Though is what I'm getting at. It needs to stay. It, it, it's dated. It doesn't. It isn't enjoyable anymore. I disagree with that entirely. And you can enjoy it as a, an artifact of the '90s, just like mm. you can enjoy another sacred cow, like Pulp Fiction, or oh. you know, even a more very you know '90s uh, action movie like Speed or something that would not very really different. function. Very it different. It would not really function and, and, and in yeah, the modern sense. That's, though. I think that's where I'm coming from. I think actually going back and watching Speed is way more enjoyable than going back and back and watching Reservoir Dogs. And so, you know, and Speed isn't in the canon. I don't I'm not arguing that it should be. Speed should be. I'm not arguing that it should be, but I don't think Reservoir Dogs should be either. I would rather watch so many things than watch this film again. I think it's miserable. I think he's trying to show off with his direction, which is very irritating. Well, it obviously worked, didn't it? It did. That's I'm not arguing that I'm not arguing that it that it didn't work at the time. We're getting a time machine and go have this argument back when I was in film school, and it would be a different conversation. I'm saying that here, sitting here looking back, you know, we can still Uh say, like, oh, Citizen Kane is an amazing, incredible film, one of the greatest films ever made. I'm looking at Reservoir Dogs going, "Mm, nope, you don't deserve to be in the canon. Get out of here. It's dated. It's kind of miserable to watch. It's not as fun as it once was. And it's it's like a it's like a song that was good once, but that's overplayed. But in addition to that, it just doesn't hold up. 
I completely disagree. Everything about it holds up. The screenplay is is still very clever and surprising. The structure of this thing holds up. Mm. I mean, certainly far more than other sort of gimmicky follow-ups like, you know, movie that time forgot the usual suspects. Well, I, mean, I think some people put that in the canon too, which is, I agree people with you, it was wrong. People do put that in the canon, but that, that's a movie that everybody's kind of forgotten about because of Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey. Well, as uh, uh, things will land where they need to land, but I don't. I think that this film, if 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 it were, some, there's some story there and there's some interesting things, and I I'm not totally disagreeing with you. But what I am saying is that there's so much other stuff packed on top of this thing, so much other Tarantino trying to flex that it ruins anything good about it. And this thing should just be I mean, a film that's out there, fine, whatever. Yes, all every boy I know watched this 900 times in high school. Leave it at that. Let's move on. You are. They responding, watch Faces of Death. You too. are responding less, I think, to Reservoir Dogs and more to your exhaustion with Tarantino in 2022. But this is so Tarantino. And when I'm watching the direction that's happening in this film, I'm exhausted by it. It's so tiresome to watch somebody try so hard. Sam? Rachel's not here to make friends. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm, I'm, cl- I'm obviously not. Look at Sam taking a very slow walk into the into the booth. He's going to uh, take off his coat and start <laughs> dancing around to stuck in the middle with you as he brandishes his razor blade and we draws were, ever yeah. closer, just teasingly, but ever closer to that ear. I've uh, seen that what I'm doing right so now. many times that I would be fine never seeing it again. That wasn't even a bit. That's just what I'm literally doing right now. <laughs> um, Okay, I'm gonna one. I'm gonna say bonus points to Corey for using the word "explicating" in a five-minute fight, also while drinking rosé. Um, <laughs> nice, classy uh, as fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Tarantino is going to Tarantino. Um, but I mean, for a feature debut, it's kind of wild. And honestly, I think it holds up still. Um, I mean, looking back, it's kind of like Tarantino is giving us a heads up, like or a warning, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, warning that he's gonna be doing a lot of this shit for the rest of his career and we should just buckle up um but yeah i'm i gotta side with Corey here it's like a three-way standoff like the finale of reservoir dogs um <laughs> but i gotta side with Corey. um a million points sam Shocker. i don't customarily tip, but uh, in this case i might make an exception oh, no. boo. Boo. you <laughs> lost okay minus like ten thousand points from that that was a, that was a bit that was a reference i tipped exactly that's why okay oh, you, and you just came behind and proved my point and what i still is this, lost a f- college freshman dorm room? all of these lines are super iconic and memorable and uh, clever and great yeah tarantino gonna tarantino and you know what that's a fantastic we're also all wearing thing. Uh, like black and white suits like they do in the movie well obviously yeah. i mean that that goes without saying Sidewalk home video. FBI, open up! your ass down. Well, it's that time where we look at some VHS tapes right now, still at the Stars Hollow video store. That's right. So, what did um, those Gilmore girls rent uh, this week? Or well, I don't think that rented? they actually rented it, but I did see it on the shelf. And what I did notice when I was doing the research on this one, uh, this VHS spine for Sweet November. <laughs> 
Uh, are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have done that while you were taking a sip. The, the Keanu Reeves, Charlize yeah. Theron movie? Yes, yeah, from 2001. Ooh, boy. Not only was it on the shelf at the Stars Hollow video store, but I noticed when skipping through Wikipedia, IMDb pages, and Gilmore Girl fan sites that it's also referenced by the character Dean at some point in a completely different episode. So oh, Dean. We're doubling down on some sidewalk uh, home video moments. And you know what we do on this episode, on this segment of the podcast is we're going to make a decision about whether or not somebody should actually rent this film. When like you know like a video clerk, we're going to make a recommendation based on a handful of facts that I've been able to gather. All right. And my notes are a little sketchy. I've been rushing around all afternoon. I was late to get here, so everybody forgive me for some kind of half-ass research, if you will. And uh, and note taking. So yes, this is Keanu Reeves. This is Charlize Theron. This is uh, say it with me, Sharon Theron. 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 Um, directed by Pat O'Connor. He's Irish. I'm I'm not making that up. It was one of the trivia moments. He's what? Irish. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one. Here's a really fun connection in the film. Are you ready okay. for this? Yep. And maybe the most important actor in the piece. One of the dogs that's rescued by Charlize Theron's character uh-huh. uh, also played Verdell and As Good As It Gets. That fucking dog. <laughs> what, so, a, what a career. Better than Keanu, better than Charlize. We've got a real celebrity in this thing, the dog from As Good As It Gets. I think his name is pronounced Verdell. Um, that, that dog is a scruffy little gremlin. It is. It's very cute. Um, much cuter than Charlize or Keanu in this. Um, Charlize turned down the role of Evelyn in Pearl Harbor to star in this film. Uh, lateral move. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, agree. You, I don't know. Even though I think the paycheck uh, might argue a that, bit. Mm, I don't know. I mean, Sweet November, I think, if I remember correctly, was a pretty big flop at the box it office. It was. And Pearl Harbor is famously awful, so you pick your poison there, I guess. <laughs> well, here's the tagline. You let me know if this sways you one direction or another. She just needed a month to change his life forever. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, this movie is about like these two people who get together and then she has like some sort of in, like incurable terminal disease. Yeah, and dies within that, the month of November. That's correct. I mean, it's, so it's a melodrama. She's terminally ill. That's not a big spoiler alert here. I've seen this thing because it was recommended as one of the worst movies ever made. Wow. I'm, I vaguely remember it, but I do remember being very annoyed with her character. Like, there's some things she could probably do to not to not die, and she doesn't. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, there's. A- <laughs> Charlize, take your head out of that yeah, lion's yeah. mouth. What um, are you doing? And she's like, never. It's 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 real freaking terrible. It's a remake of a 1968 film. Is, yeah, an Eric uh, Romer film, I think. Yes. So I want to read you, before I tell you a couple of other things that are going to make lead to our final decision, I'd like to to read to you some re- some reviews. Okay. For, just right off of the web. And I didn't dig deep for these. So don't think that I went looking for the worst reviews or the weirdest or the funniest reviews. These are straight up just going down the list. All right. This is a wonderful movie. Because it is just real. Real people think real people have things that they deal with. That's true. <laughs> they do. So that you're aware, okay? Yeah. It doesn't here's the, this is a different reviewer. It doesn't and these are average folks off the street, okay? Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this if you're in the right state of mind. Mm. What state of mind is that? A sweet November state of mind. <laughs> 
Okay, now here is my favorite one. And it is a little lengthy, but every line I wrote down, I was like, I got to read one more and I got to write one more down. Oh so are we ready for this? Sure. And give me, give me a break because I'm going to have to turn the page here. Okay. But don't just give me a break because I have to turn the page. Here we go. Oh, my God. Give Keanu a break, exclamation mark. I have read several reviews for this movie and I am very upset by them all. Whoa. Yes. Uh, all they have to say about this film is how Keanu Reeves is such a bad actor. Frankly, I am sick of everyone jumping on the bad wagon. The bad now, wagon. Now, I don't know if this person was making... That's a, we'll, we'll give a him the pun. benefit of okay. a doubt. That's, okay. a, that's a deliberate pun. Right. Sure, he could have done a few lines of this movie with more feeling. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he deserves such awful critique. Mm. Yeah. It's not done. When I was watching this movie in the theater, let's just pause for that. This individual went and saw this in the theater. I mean, it was it was presumably late 2001. Everybody was pretty traumatized. Yeah. So and you can't really let's hold any of those choices against You're anybody. You're being so empathetic to these reviewers I'm and maybe trying to, to Keanu. trying to find, you know, where they are. Well, while this person was in the theater having a very difficult November, Several people around me were complaining of how it was the worst movie they had ever seen. And there I was, sitting there, trying to let my face return to normal color. And then parentheses it says, I had cried a little. <laughs> uh, I was outraged. The viewer should have enjoyed it for what it was. A light romance, nothing more, nothing less. It doesn't sound very light. Mm, it doesn't. She's dying. But I also want you to know there's a reference in this film to several things. Okay. And you know how IMDb will connect out. But one reference in particular caught my eye. And I don't remember it from this film. But should you actually decide to watch it, keep an eye out for it. It references pink flamingos. <laughs> how? <laughs> I don't have – that's what I'm telling you. I have no idea. Yeah. Wow. I have no idea. Okay. So here's the synopsis. And then I'm going to – we're going to – we're getting there. Don't worry. We're getting there. A workaholic executive and an unconventional woman agree to a personal relationship for a short period. In this short period, she changes his life. Oh, my God. The fact that she... That is the official synopsis. Her only character description is an unconventional woman. That's right. My manic pixie alarm bells are going off. That sounds... That sounds rough. Well, if I'm remembering correctly, she does wacky things. Sure. Of course she does. She's... Yeah. God. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it has it has a fifteen percent fifteen fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been nominated for three Golden Raspberry Awards, mm -hmm. and then I still wasn't feeling comfortable saying yes, watch it or or don't watch it. So I went out and just did a search for a scene, and somebody said the best scene in Sweet November. So I thought, well, they claim this is the best scene, so I'll do the scene. I'll watch the scene, and I did. And I'm going to describe it exactly how I experienced it. Okay, Charlie's there and walking down the sidewalk, and I thought, oh. She's sick, uh, clearly. She's kind of holding her arm to her stomach. She's got on a toboggan. Oh, no. She's bundled up. Those are yeah. bad she's signs. She's scrunching her face up. Uh -huh. She's clearly, you know, it's not good. Now, everything else, she looks like totally like a normal hot actress. Sure. But, you know, she's bundled up with a bunch of beige on. So we know she's sick. And then guess what's playing? Oh, my God. Do road really? Where like unironically? <laughs> yes. And yes, playing unironically. 
Then a taxi pulls up next to her, and guess who rolls down the window with some orchids hanging out the window? It's our boy Keanu. It's our boy Keanu. And he's, you know, in his voice trying to talk to Charlize, and he's hanging these flowers out the window. She's having none of it. And so he kind of gets the cab driver to stop and pulls up another bouquet of flowers, a different, not orchids anymore, but now some like carnations or something. Oh, my Lord. And he's really trying. And she asks him, she's like, did you take the job? And, or did you get the job? So she said, did you get the job? And he goes, I did get the job. She said, okay, well, I assume you took it then. He said, no, I'm not taking it. I told him never. I told him I'd take the job never. And then he gets out of the car with multiple bouquets of flowers and they hug, all while listening to... <laughs> so, my verdict is yes, you want to see this film. Most yeah, definitely. absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm never going to watch it, but but definitely if you're listening to this, you should. Ah, there you go. Sweet November, which is, by the way, the month that we're in. Yeah, so. this is a sweet November. Certainly. Am I right, folks? Ugh. Everything's bad, actually. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks Podcast, episode 300. Super exciting. That's yeah, right. thank you. And if you've listened to even one other episode, we thank you so much. But if you've listened to even 50% of 300, that's a lot. That's like 20. Yeah, so, I certainly have not listened to that much. <laughs> <laughs> We're your own personal, cinematic, elongated muskrat and Twitter. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, there is one, and this is going to give away when we're recording this. You're going to hear this a week or two later. One of the most consequential midterm elections in the history of this country, and all anybody can fucking talk about is this rich jackass and his little fucking acquisition of a social media site that ultimately has no consequence whatsoever. Now, am I addicted to Twitter? Of course I am. Hellscape. But that's, you know, that's beside the point. It is a hellscape. And the fact that this motherfucker has dominated the cultural conversation this week by being like, yeah, I bought Twitter, hose mad, get over it, posting like troll face memes and shit. Like, you know, like we, we're just obsessed with talking about the most immature people on the planet and he fucking sucks. Well, I did buy some Dogecoin yesterday. I'm not even joking. Oh my God. Well, I spent $12 on it. Thank you to Boutwell Studios. Thank you to Revelator Coffee. Uh, Revelator Coffee will... Um, is actually worth something and cheap, unlike the forty-four they t- billion they dollars that Elon Musk spent on Twitter. Will they take my Doge? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I think they only accept actual legal tender, which good for them. Anyway, <laughs> I have strong feelings fe- about at, this at shit. At Sidewalk Film, if you listen, if you'd like to send us some Bitcoin, we'll take it though. That's at true. Or, at Sidewalk Film, four yep. K Blu-rays. We will also take four K yeah. Blu-rays uh, at Sidewalk Film on social media or SidewalkFest.com. On the internet, on Elon Musk's internet, where you can find um, showtimes for what we're showing at the cinema. A lot of good stuff in the month of November, rolling into December and the holiday season. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, so you're going to want to check those social media accounts and check our website for cinema showtimes. Come see a movie with us, y'all. What do we have to do? What do we have to do to get you to downtown Birmingham in the basement of the Pazitz building to see a movie with us? Freddy Krueger might be there. We he don't was know. there the other night. He was there the other night? Well, that was appropriate for the Halloween season. All right. Well, that's all we got today, folks. Yeah. This is episode Bye. 300. Bye-bye. It's done. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>